and welcome to I Wish a Mother Would. Now, I'm so, so, so excited about today's guest. We're talking all things moms and money. I have the fabulous Miss Lashana West. Hey, girl. Oh, so excited to have you today. I so admire everything that you're doing for entrepreneurs, women, mothers, all in the same. I met you probably a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. at your shop, Pop Up and Create, your um, content studio, and your energy was just next level. So I immediately thought about you when it came to doing this interview about moms and money, because honey, you have your hands in some things, honey. So do you. (laughs) And thank you for inviting me. I remember when you were at the space, just the color and your energy. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to connect for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to get started with a little story today, darling. This is um, definitely related to money and kids. Um, And so I'll read the story and and then we'll give our take on it. Okay. Sure thing. So McDonald's restaurants across four states violated the labor rights of over 300 minors, including two 10-year-old children who were not paid in an investigation by the U.S. Department of Labor reveals. So Department of Labor investigation, which included three McDonald's franchises with a combined 62 locations in Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio, found 305 workers under the age of 16 worked more hours than legally permitted. The DOL said in a news release, the Bauer Food LLC, which operates 10 McDonald's locations in Kentucky, Indiana, employed two children and staffed 24 minors under the age of 16 um, and for, for more hours than permitted. And then the 10-year-old employees who were not paid sometimes worked as late as 2 a.m. Um, they prepared and distributed food. They worked the drive through They operated the register. And one of the kids operated a deep fryer. What? 10-year-old. Oh, my goodness. Um, so the DOL, D, DOL, Department of Labor's investigation, led to a $212,000 civil money lawsuit um, against those three franchises. There's so much. There's so much to unpack right, here. Right. Like, mom, why are we letting our kid work until 2 o'clock in the morning in the deep fryer and they're 10 years old? Yeah, it honestly, it baffles me. But then I'll be honest with you, okay? Mm-hmm. When I was 14, I was lying on applications and I was working. I'm just, I'm just going to... Now, I'm not giving anybody a pass. Oh. However, when you think about families in financial crisis, they're willing to do anything that they, that they will do. I'm not giving them a pass. I'm literally in the mental health field, so I understand the impact and the, the dynamic that, that happens. But my question is, why does the family need money so bad that they will go to that extent mm. of putting their kids in danger, putting their kids in a work environment that they're not equipped to do. And then my other question is, what is the parent doing? Are they at work too? Are they at home? Right. Like, I like to look at the full scope of it and yeah. before I say, oh, they shouldn't have did this. Now, mind you, all of it is just crazy. Yeah. But I would like to get more information to get to the root cause and the function of the the whole dynamic. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, there could be a family in dire straits where everybody needs to work. It has. It must. I mean, I would assume yeah. that's what's going on. If they on. got the 10-year-old working until 2 o'clock in the morning with the deep fryer, there's got to be a, a, right. a dire strait going on. And so I think our system has failed our families here in the States mm-hmm. just in the fact that that has to happen because there should be something available for these families. And unfortunately, you know, we have huge homeless populations, but you go to other countries and they've got food like right. on the sidewalks for people to come and get like 
the homeless population is not that that extreme as it is in the U.S. Right. And we're supposed to be the richest country in the world. <laughs> and then my question is, what happened? Uh, how did this come to the forefront? Who reported it? Like, that's where my mind goes. So now mm-hmm. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole on Google <laughs> University. And find out more. And find out more because there's always... There's always more. More mm-hmm. three sides to a story. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're... we're Play a fun little game if I can find my cards. I doubt them. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play a game before we get into our interview. Sure. Um, this is a version of Taboo, but it's like mom taboo. Okay. So I'm going to give you some clues, and then you just let me know what it is. Um, so it's different phases of motherhood, okay? Gotcha. All right, so this is the sweet... I used the word. Oh, this is the age where a kid wants a really big party and wants the pomp and circumstance. The girl you already told me. I done already told you. (laughs) Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So this is the age where they're toddlers and they are not so great. Terrible twos. Yes, ma'am. Um... Every girl always wants to have one of these with her friends at night. Sleepover, slumber party? Yep, sleepover. (laughs) Um, A lot of kids want these. They don't necessarily need them, but it's good for safety. Cell phone. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. This is the time before you're a teenager, um, but you're not quite. Um. Tween? Yes. (laughs) And this is something my kids always want, and they don't want their dinner. They don't want their breakfast. They want... Uber Eats. Mm. DoorDash. Small little bites of things that aren't real food. Hot Cheetos. Uh Uh-huh. Hot Cheetos are... They are... Junk food. Junk food or... Snacks. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I got you on that last one. All you gotta do is say, what the boys say you are, a snack. Oh! <laughs> I would've got that real quick. Yeah, she's a snack. No, she's a homie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, well, let's get into our interview. So this is all about moms and money. So I'm going to okay. ask you tons about money and how we can get to the bag for all of the mothers out there. Yes, okay. yes. So what is a pivotal moment for you that, well, first of all, tell me a little bit more about yourself because we, we need to know a little bit about you and, and, and what you do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm a millionaire mindset coach and business therapist. And what that is is the best of both worlds when it comes to business coaching and mental health. So most people always ask me, are you a real therapist? And I am. Mm. I'm a real therapist. I have a master's in clinical counseling. And about five years ago, I moved to Atlanta and I seen how millionaires and billionaires were walking around with Jordans on and hoodies, doing what they love, making great money. And some of them didn't even have a degree. Mm. And I was like, let me run and get my LLC. Mm -hmm. Because if this is what we're doing and I'm in corporate slaving Mm. eight to 10 hours a day, one in that 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 corner office, you know what I'm saying? Just that that American quote unquote dream. Right. I got my LLC, started coaching. Initially, it was more general because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Didn't have clarity. I knew that I was really good in like strategy, so I started off doing like um, confidence and clarity coaching. And then as I invested in myself and worked with more coaches, realized that my superpower was business therapy. Mm. And what that is is pinpointing the mindset blocks that stopping you from scaling. 
so you can launch, grow, and live the life that you crave without sacrificing yourself. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. So with that, when did you become or what pivotal moment in your life in general made you become more intentional about finances? Because obviously that happened prior to you becoming a coach. Right. But what what pivotal moment made you like, okay, I got to be real serious about my finances? Oh, when I was living check to check and still burning the midnight oil, but not seeing wealth building and not seeing the fruits of my labor in my bank account. Mm. Right. And so um, it's funny because you say, when did you become serious about your finances? And honestly, I'm still working on that because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, everyone says build wealth, build wealth. But you also have to do some preliminary things in order to be in position to build wealth. Mm. And so I've bought homes um, right now. I'm learning how to acquire a business. A lot of times we want to build it from the ground up, mm -hmm. and that's cute. <laughs> but you also won't be tired and burned out. What about buying a business where you can walk right in? The revenue's already revenueing. Mm. The staff is in position. Mm. So I'm literally working on that, and I think that is going to enable me to really be serious about my finances. Because if, if you think about it, and when I hear serious about your finances, that means you're not worried any longer about money because it's there, it's it's building on its own passive income. And I'm not talking about a coaching course or digital products. Right. I'm literally talking about the money is there to where your kids, they don't even have to work unless they want to. Yes. Now, mind you, we might talk about this later. I'm not saying our kids should not work. Mm -hmm. But like I told you in the beginning, I was lying on applications to work. Mm. A 14-year-old when I should have been having my heads in the books, right? Right. And so I don't want my daughter, who's 21... I know I look good. It took you too long. I'm just playing. Um, I don't want her to have to do the same thing. Yeah, that I did. Yeah. Absolutely, and not same for my ten year old. Like, yeah, and my six year old. For sure. I, I definitely six year old. <laughs> look, I done told the people what year I was born in on another episode, uh -oh. but I won't tell them no more. Um, so with that, share with our listeners a little bit more about the concept of healing while building. Cause I love that you're saying, you know, you're going to acquire a business. That's what you're working on right now. Right. But I, I see you had this concept healing while building. Researching what not? Absolutely, honey. How do you Period. I love it. <laughs> so I realized that that's what we're all doing. Mm. Healing while building. What does that mean? Healing from unresolved trauma, healing from broken relationships, healing from corporate stuff. Healing from self. Mm. And we continue to grow. We continue to build. We continue to show up every single day. But that doesn't mean we still don't have to do the inner work, right? Okay. And so I literally coined the concept like at least about six months ago because I thought about all of my clients that I work with, 90%. The root cause, the root issue of them needing mindset support is because of unresolved childhood trauma. Mm. And healing is not finite. Mm. It's ongoing. Absolutely. And that's literally what it is. And so I want us to embrace that and leverage it instead of it being a dark cloud over our head like, woe is me. Yeah, I think healing while building is a true depiction of the entire last year of my life. Mm. Y'all will see me on social. And I mean, I am smiling because I find joy in everything, no matter what tribulations I'm going through. Yes. But I've been going through a divorce for the past year. Why? Wow. Like, for a whole year. Lord have mercy. I would never have thought. Yeah, but... Again, 
healing while building because I had to start fresh. Yeah. I was a stay-at-home mom. Like, I had to start fresh, mm-hmm. find a place, all that fun stuff. So yeah. that really resonated with me to see, you know, you saying, like, we're always healing, we're always building. Yeah. Um, and then I also add, life is going to always life. Baby. Even though you were, you're going through a divorce, the kid's still kidding, the dog's still dog if you have one, the house, like, everything is still happening mm-hmm. and you still have to show up. Show up. And then the healing while building turns into, if you're not careful, leading while bleeding. Mm. Because as we're putting on that front, we got the face on. And then as soon as we turn off that live or that podcast episode, it's like, who Lord Jesus. <laughs> like, how long are you going to be able to keep that up? Right. And it's not sustainable. Exactly. And that's why you really have to find be grateful for the things that you do have and not worry about the things that you don't have. Right. And really find the joy in the everyday parts mm-hmm. of life. That's what I have to do. I find the joy, honey. And it's always something. Well, I can tell just <laughs> from the colors to the aesthetics. And I'm loving the earrings. Like, you could tell you find the joy in everything that you do. And that's, Absolutely. that's what we have to do. Yes. So I am definitely a huge advocate of multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. um, especially for moms, both married and single, because you can't depend on one thing to sustain you. I'm sorry, because once that one thing goes away, Hmm. Right. So what are some things or some ways that that moms can have multiple streams of income if they're not an entrepreneurial type person? Yeah. So believe it or not, most people run from that word. But if you want multiple streams of income, you're going to have to have that type of mindset, Mm. whether you're selling clothes on Poshmark, uh, Facebook Marketplace, Uber driving, Instacarting. You're doing that because you want multiple streams of income. And even though you may not have a quote unquote LLC for it or a whole Instagram aesthetics where you're marketing um, formally, Mm -hmm. you you still have an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. Mm. So if we just stripped all of it, the question is, what do you love doing so much that you'll do it for free? Mm. So then it doesn't seem like work. Right. And then how do you infuse that into the capacity and the time that you have? Mm. Because if you think about a stay-at-home mom, what else could you do to create revenue? Well, you're probably artsy. You're probably crafty. If you're already watching your children, you probably could watch two or three more, depending Mm -hmm. on your capacity. Mm -hmm. Because if your mental health and all that, you're already stressed, you don't need to be watching nobody else's kids. Right. However, there are several ways to skin a cat. And I think once we sit down and really do some self-reflection, we could figure out how to create multiple streams of income. It might not be what the the big wigs call it, like 10K months and all that. Right. But the question is, what works for you to where you are excited about what you're building? Right. And I love that you hit based on your capacity. So yes. what do you think women's biggest block is uh-huh. <laughs> when it comes to earning money? I think a lot of women feel guilty about wanting more money and all of right. that. So, like, what are what are those blocks? Yeah, definitely a money mindset block. We're broke. I don't know if I can. Do I have enough? Will I ever get X, Y, Z? All those limiting beliefs, the money mindset blocks, and then lack of courage and confidence that you can make it happen. Mm. Like, it starts with belief. And if you literally don't believe that you can buy a house, that you can start a business, that you can get a divorce and still thrive, Mm -hmm. right? Then more than likely you won't because you're you're hating on yourself. Yeah. And that's what I I feel that imposter syndrome is. Mm. When you're hating on yourself and letting those negative thoughts puppet you and dictate who you are and what you're doing. Mm. Don't let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I saw you went to InvestFest this year. Girl, you've been stalking me. 
I'm just, just playing. I've been fucking you. Okay. Yes. I was there. Uh-huh. What were some of your key takeaways from attending that yeah. really, really, really big event? Honestly, I love the marketplace. When I seen everybody downstairs with these big, like, brand aesthetics and backgrounds, and the way they thought outside the box, I didn't just see tables and tablecloths and a banner. Right. Girl, the people was peopling and it it was thumping down there. So I loved how people literally were courageous and curious about what it could be and brought it to life. Mm. And then lastly, I would say the collaboration, because if you think of InvestFest, it was lots of brands coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the collaboration of it. And it wasn't just about making money or building wealth. They had several layers of other things. Like, for example, um, they they talked about, you know, mergers and acquisitions and they talked about podcasting and they talked about all kinds of things. Because initially when I thought of InvestFest and EYL platform, like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do all that. Mm-hmm. But it's opening up and being more, more well-versed. So a single mom, a stay-at-home mom, um, a college student could still go and not feel like they didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it's just education from different levels, depending on where you are. Yep, yeah, exactly. I love that. Um, so what are some of your, what do you feel like some of the most stress-free streams of income that you have mm-hmm. or that you've seen other people have? Because there's always like, you can say passive income, but it's never really passive. You have to get it going. You have right. to get it started. So I get that. Um, but once it gets going, what's 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 the stress-free ones? Honestly, I would say my stress-free income right now is my content space, Pop Up and Create. I think so, Because, too. number one, it takes me out of my coaching hat, and I get to just have fun and create. And it's self-access, so I don't even have to be there for it to operate. Really? Yeah, like, it's fully monitored. They put the code in. After they book, they go. Um, and it's already set up to where it's like a fun playhouse, and I don't have to be there exerting energy every single day in order for it to operate that's beautiful i didn't realize it was self-access so Mm -hmm. that really just makes it like yep mm, because i had a brick and mortar um i have a performing arts studio for kids so okay i had a brick and mortar for a long time and we were always there right there with dance rehearsals we're there with everything um and so we transitioned our business model to doing uh, after school programs Mm -hmm. so now i just show up or i don't show up to the after school programs and we running like a fine old machine which i love i love no that. overhead no yeah <laughs> it's great so i definitely love the fact that just just like hey you come let yourself in for sure for sure <laughs> and then i'll add and it's interesting because it's like in alignment like um sometimes i do customized hoodies and t-shirts and stuff mm-hmm. and stress free is subjective mm-hmm. if i'm stressed because i'm always talking and using my mind and my brain that might be my way to get away to Hit the hit the press, hit the press and yeah. you know do the little what what not. So it really depends on the person. Yeah. Someone else may say stress free is coaching mm-hmm. because that's what they love to do and they never get to do it. And I think we change as the seasons change. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me this next year, I probably have a different answer for you. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's profound because it yeah. is different mm-hmm. at different seasons. Like I used to run my Etsy shop and it was like fun, and then I got tired and burnt out. Girl, yes. <laughs> Um, so I love that. 
stalker again. I love that you host <laughs> a book club. Yes. Yes. Um, can you share some of your or give me like three books that are really lend- lending themselves to a millionaire or money mindset? For sure. So, yeah, we just got done with You Owe You by mm-hmm. Dr. Eric Thomas, also known as E.T., the hip hop preacher. And what I loved about it, number one, I bought the book initially and then I got the Audible. Mm. And I love the Audible. Number one, I could listen to it in the shower. I could listen to it while I was driving. I got through it quicker. And it also was in his voice, mm. which, was a, ask. Yeah. which was a game changer. Definitely get it if you haven't already. Um, so that one was really good. And even though I'm in the personal professional development realm, mindset is a muscle. Like you have to continue to exercise it every single day. Right. And so that was a great one. The second one would be What Happened to You by uh, Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. But I crossed out the word two and wrote four. Mm. <laughs> yep. Literally, it's on the cover. I said, boop, boop. I'm fixing this. Yeah, because it's not what happened to us. It's what happened for, for us. us that enables us to continue to thrive, right? Yes. Rinse and repeat. And so it's really good, though, because it lets you know that your unresolved trauma or whatever has happened for you, not to you, is literally going to propel or push you back. Absolutely. Um, And then the last one I would say would be Marshawn's uh, journal book, 100 Days of Believing Believing Bigger. Mm -hmm. Marshawn uh, Evans Daniels. I love that one, too, because it's that daily uh repetition and that muscle of you self-reflecting and decompressing Mm -hmm. but girl i got so many books and that's why i started the book club it was not for the people right let's be clear (laughs) it was for me yeah and and this is what i think about coaching we get to double dip Mm -hmm. because every time even this this is healing for me yeah even though the conversation is going to go and we're having a chit chat like the more we get to share and connect the more we all get to heal while we build. Absolutely. And um, the book club was for me to activate all that great brilliance that was sitting on my bookshelves right. and to open up the conversation for the people. Exactly, because you're, yeah. you're reading in solitude, right? Yep. So you're taking in all these great points, but now you get to share them, t- discuss them amongst other people. So I love yeah. that. I do. Thank you. And we had a live concept to it. We got on Instagram every week and read out loud. Okay. Yes. And I wanted to do that because I didn't want it to be just a typical book club. Mm -hmm. And we need to start practicing reading out loud. Amen. Okay. (laughs) Period. So with that added, I would say benefit, it was really cool. But I think like from a perspective of a mother as well, how powerful is that for your children to see you're reading aloud with your peers on live like mommy's doing her read alouds right now yep on instagram and they're looking like okay this is cool i love that i love that Thank from you. a perspective of a mother that really just like hits hits hard so yeah for moms, sure. that's a good idea <laughs> <laughs> all right well do you want to share what you have going on in the future i thank you so much for coming and sharing these little nuggets of wisdom not little nuggets these big nuggets. nuggets. Big nuggets. <laughs> These big nuggets of wisdom with us. Like, yeah. what do you tell the people where they can find you, sure. how they can work with you, um, and and feel all of this fabulous energy? Yeah. So first of all, I want to thank you for having me. This was amazing. Um, and if you guys are looking for me, you can find me on all things Lashana West, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. Um, and also, if you want to book a complimentary clarity call, all you have to do is DM the word breakthrough. You'll get a link and we'll chat to see how I can support you in your journey to success. Thank you so much. No problem. <laughs> thank you. All right. Catch us in the kitchen for some fun treats. 
All right, guys, welcome to the Help a Mother Out cooking segment with Coach Chef Kim. Hey, guys. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, so you gotta tell me what's going on because we got some popcorn and some stuff. I don't know what we're doing, what we're doing. Okay, so we're gonna make cake batter popcorn. Mm -hmm. Cake batter popcorn? Yes. Is that what the crack was on the table? <laughs> yes, it's literal cake batter. So when I was thinking about what is fun, how do we upskill like kicking it with our kids, um, cake batter popcorn. I'm excited. Exactly. Oh. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. This is seriously one of the easiest things you can do with your kids. And as a mom, I like that whole sweet and salty thing mm -hmm, happening. I love it. So this gives you sweet and salty. And then for the kids, we've got sprinkles. So you start with just half a cup of cake mix. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what cake mix you want to do. Um, you can do Funfetti. However, oh. if you're like me and you couldn't find Funfetti in the store gotcha. this morning, then you get white. Mm -hmm and you add sprinkles to it. Ta-da! You know, so now we have Funfetti. Mm, mm, ta-da! We're not gonna freak out about it. It's totally, totally fine. I think so it looks this better. Way, it, and it does, it right? Does. So if you think about, even if you did this for a birthday party, whatever the colors of the party are, make sure your sprinkles match. Mm, so creating mm. your own custom sprinkle mix for your popcorn is what is gonna change again. Let me tell you something. I think doing the sprinkles is the better thing to do anyway because it gives the kids an extra step. I'm all about adding some longevity to the project for the kids. So that is have, true. They have some time to take your time. Just drop each yeah. sprinkle in one, one by one. A, count them. Count them out count loud the sort, as you're going. Sort, sort the them. sprinkles. Listen, I am a sorter. Help so them out. That, that mm -hmm. definitely works. Now, this is just a tip for me. So we're going to use white chocolate. But for me, the easiest chocolate to use is almond bark. Now, for people with nut allergies, it's not made from almonds. It's just called that. Really? So, yes. There's no, it's literally just candy melt. I'm clutching my pearls because I really thought it was made out of. It is not. There's, there's no nuts in it whatsoever. I was like, Kayla can't have that. No, Kayla can have this. Praise God. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. So the reason I choose almond bark or if you go to Target, you can get candy coating. That's what it's called in there. Mm -hmm. As opposed to candy melts is that this melts smoother. Ooh. So they come in like squares like this, which makes it really easy for you to break it off. That way, if you're only doing one bag of popcorn, you could eat it, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to eat it because okay, it's Okay, cool. It does smell delicious. I just want to smell though. it. So if you're doing like, let's say you don't need two whole bags of popcorn. You only want to do one. So we're going to split the recipe in half. Then you can easily figure out how much chocolate you need because it's already broken into squares. Got it. So then you don't have to have a kitchen skill and all that other stuff. This works way better. So tip, melt this in 30 second increments. I know it's going to get annoying. I know it is. But if you put this in on like two minutes and you walk away, you come back, you're going to burn it. So you're going to do this on 30 seconds and then you're going to stir it. And then another 30 seconds and then you're going to stir it. And then one more 30 seconds and probably around then the residual heat will melt everything together. Got it. I've no. done it the other way. Don't do it the other and way. And you will burn it and you can't save it if you burn it. So melt it in 30 second increments. So for this, we're gonna pop two bags of popcorn. Mm -hmm. We're gonna melt our eight ounces of chocolate. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna mix our chocolate and the cake batter together. Oh. So it creates this like really thick paste mm -hmm. that you then drizzle all over the popcorn. Ooh. And if you're like me, you add more sprinkles. Yeah. What do you drizzle it with? Like with piping bag or just drizzle? Absolutely not, with a spoon. Oh, okay. No one has time for that. Make it easy. No one has time for that. I'm now, with it. If you're trying to be fancy, then use a piping bag. But as someone who's been doing this for 10 years, 
in the kitchen with kids, I don't have time. So we just use a spoon. Everybody gets their spoon and we just go to town. Mm -mm. And then one of the things is, depending on how much chocolate you have and like how big you want your clusters to be, if you need to break it up before it sets, break it up. Okay. But think like bunch of crunch. If you want it to be like thick crunches, mm -hmm. you know, then you leave it. Okay. Cool. So once you do it, you add your extra sprinkles on top. Do that while your chocolate is still wet. If you wait, your sprinkle is just going to fall off. Okay. Got it. Does that make sense? Does this have chocolate in it already? It does have chocolate in it already. I'm ready for it. Okay, so we're gonna show everybody what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So if you're real extra like us, then you're gonna get these real cute little things off Amazon. It's linked on the blog. So cute. But if not, then just leave it in a bowl and it's totally fine. And then they come out, oh, we're making a mess. Mm -mm. In clusters. Oh. So you can't see it because it's white chocolate, but we've got clusters mm. of chocolate. And popcorn. Yay. And then you just add some more sprinkles on the top. If you so choose, it got really cute. It got really, it got really cute. really cute. Oh, it got really cute. I mean, check out that color. You could. So this is my question, right? Other than sprinkles, what else would you add as a topping? Wait, I'm sorry. Good. Um, like some caramel, maybe? You could do caramel. Oh, that would be fun. Mm. You can do caramel, but think like a little kid. What do little kids like? So gummy bears. They like gummy bears. They like chocolate. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't do like large M&Ms, do mini. So if you drop mini M&Ms over into this. Oh, the little baby M&Ms. Then Ooh. you have this whole cute little thing. Happening. Nerds. Nerds would work. Mm. Skittles. Mm. Like it really doesn't matter. Whatever like your kids really love. Mm. Think about whatever your theme is. So if this is a birthday party, mm. put in birthday party stuff. Okay. I got a cluster. You got a cluster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a delicious cluster it it'll totally change your life now if you're doing this for like birthday parties you want to give it to a lot of kids leave nuts out because you don't ever know what that's going to be True. because this dries hard not really hard it dries stiff so mm -hmm. you can put this inside of cups like this you can put them inside of plastic bags you can put ribbon on them this can be your parting gift yeah for a party or if you're doing family movie night cute way to set this up Lots of different ways that you can show off your celebration popcorns. Tell the people where they can find you and find this recipe so they can make this delicious popcorn because the sweet and salty is hitting right now. The sweet and salty is super delicious. You can find me at CoachChefKim.com. This recipe is already live, so mm. just type in celebration popcorn. Celebration popcorn. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time with Helping Mother Out in the Kitchen. And now it's time for the Help a Mother Out craft segment. We are creating crafts to keep your kids screen free and give you some quality time activities to do. Now these crafts are fun for both kids and adults, so I warn you, you might be doing this with your girlfriends later on, okay? Today we're going to do something called salt art. And with salt art, you, you got that right, we're using salt, okay? The materials you need for salt art are some school glue, not, um, you don't need the glue sticks, you actually need the liquid glue. You need watercolor and you need some salt and a piece of paper, okay? Don't forget your water cup for your watercolor. I'm actually using this really cool holder so that if my kids are painting with their cup, they can't knock it over because it's planted here. And if you had regular paints, you could actually put paint inside of these little segments. But because we're using watercolor paint, they already have their own container. So let's get started. 
All right, so what we're gonna create today is a really simple large scale picture. You could do something like a heart and I'm gonna actually do a smiley face, okay? So that's unisex, you can do a smiley face for boys or for girls. And here we are, gonna get that glue shaken down and you're gonna create a pretty thick line of glue to make your circle around and I'm just kind of following what's left. Then I'm gonna create some eyes here. I'm gonna create another eye here. And then I'm gonna do a smiley face all the way across here. And it doesn't have to be perfect. All right, then the fun part, you're going to add salt. Now, I have some salt in a bowl, and you're literally gonna shake the salt on very generously, just like you would do some glitter, all right? So I'm gonna shake some salt on top of the glue, and the kids get a kick out of this. They love this part. And make sure you lay down a tablecloth if you are really crazy about mess at home. Just lay out a tablecloth, it's fine. I usually keep like a little shower curtain or a vinyl tablecloth for all crafts that we do so that it's always available. All right, and then after you get it generously filled with salt, you're gonna just kind of shake it around and then you're gonna pour right back into your bowl all the excess, okay? I'm gonna go from the top and I'm gonna go from the bottom and you'll have some loose salt, don't worry about that. All right, now the fun part. You're gonna add some color to your picture. So I'm gonna do like a rainbow tie-dye all the way around my smiley face. So I'm gonna start and I'm gonna get a lot of water and then I'm going to dip in, what's the first thing in rainbow? Roy G. Bibb, R. So I'm gonna get some red, get it nice and wet and then I'm just literally gonna tap it. And you'll see the color just kinda of like spread actually got orange, shame on me. It looked like red, but it was orange. So I'll go back and get this other one that look like, looks like red, and I'm sure that's red. Let's see, yeah, that's the red one. And it's so fun just to watch the color spread, and I'm just dabbing it. So I'm gonna get it wet again. So I've got my red, I've got my orange, next is yellow. Get it wet, and there's the yellow. And then you're going to go what, green and just keep going around with all of the rainbow colors. Oh my God, it's so satisfying to watch it soak through. And when I tell you, the kids love it. So this is something you can keep your kids busy for a good solid 30 minute block because they can make multiple pictures and either y'all can do it as an activity together you could start together and say, okay, now I'm gonna leave you to create something special for me. And then they can have some quiet alone time and do it some more. And you can keep them off those screens for a little while, which is always a nice little treat. All right, and now I'm gonna show you what it looks like when it finishes. After you finish going all the way around, you're gonna sit it out, let it dry. And it kind of gives a tie-dye effect once it dries because it splatters onto the bottom of the paper. And there is your finished result. So you can do this with any picture. And voila, there you have it. I've helped a mother out. You got to craft the go. All 
right, so in our things to do segment with your kids as a mother, you have a 21-year-old, right? And yeah. so we've seen so many um, mothers of younger children here, and they've given us activities and things to do. But what do you do once you have a 21-year-old? You still got to spend quality time with her. Right. Can you give us about three different things that are activities that you like to do with your daughter? Sure. So my daughter's 21, and she's actually on a spiritual journey. So she's opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I realized I was suppressing. So when you say things to do, I flow with her. She loves going to Stone Mountain. She loves going outside and really tapping into the natural space. And that has literally helped me because as a mompreneur, we're inside on laptops a lot. So definitely tapping into the outdoors for number one. For number two, I would say making sure that we get in the kitchen together. You know, with the Uber Eats and DoorDash air and the hustle and bustle, sometimes that home-cooked meal is not home-cooking. So I get in the kitchen with her, and she's vegan. So again, she's opening me up to a lot of new things. And I found that vegan and vegetarian is delicious and you just have to be creative with it mm. uh number three would be we make sure that we get up and move more so instead of thinking about okay gotta go to the gym we literally take morning walks outside our neighborhood um when we go out of town we're not just looking for restaurants or you know fun things we're looking for outside things like i said initially but we're also looking for things that's going to help us to move so we're going to try out pilates and we've been doing yoga oh fine okay yeah. so i have to ask this just because i still want to do this with my daughter sure. have you taken a mommy and me like vacation vacation yes we do that a lot but there's one cool one that i love it was called the self-care stay mm. and it's like a literally small little cabin like and it's it's almost like a box car very minimal out of out in nowhere and they have them all over the world we did one of those and i gotta be honest we booked it for two days we only stayed for one <laughs> so i lost a little money but it was fine because we weren't used to it and we was ready to go home however we still did a day so i want to challenge someone to actually do two to three days it's hard especially when you're going from everything that you have at home to very very minimal mm. um but we do those a lot and that's the one i remember the most and so my goal is to go back and stay the whole full, full two days Fine. yeah i love that i love that all right well thank you again for sharing your activities that you do with your 21 year old because sure. at some point my child will be 21 <laughs> it comes really fast it does me. like she's 10 right now she'll be 11 in december and i'm like what is happening and my son is six. Oh my god i can't deal all right thank you again for coming and we'll see you guys next time on wish a mother would